This is Brett Miller, guitarist from the Oath of Dagon Kickstarter project, and I'm here with Legends of Tabletop Podcast. All right, hello and welcome to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We're going to be jumping into oh, our yeah, thirty. Baby. You son of a bitch! The street continues. Yes. All right, so we're in our thirtieth session of uh, Fear itself tonight. This is game Ooh. going on for she's ah, like four years now. This this was yes. our OG yes. podcast here. All right, so we'll get in the last game. Uh, I was going to say wrap up, but I guess we're going to give a, a recap of last session. Uh, we were in the room. We were arguing, surprise, surprise, over what we should be doing. Uh, Randy messaged Lady Branwyn, talked to her about uh, what potential things that we could do, the veracity of uh, potentially closing the portal with Demon's help, blowing it up. We kind of went around and around. Uh, we decided to do the blood sacrifice Uh so that was uh, that was a lot of fun. We talked to Delphine about it. Uh, she brought the rest of her crew, including her brother, and uh, they turned into fucking demons and shit while we were down there. It was pretty horrifying. Jack was the one who performed the blood ritual because for whatever reason, the demons couldn't do it. And uh, we were able to seal the portal. And we still have uh, access to, if you want to say it that way, to the demons. Uh Jack has his uh, his demon lover girl still uh, uh, queued up. He can summon her, I guess, at will with his magic points. And uh, that was kind of where we we bailed the fuck out of Sweden or Switzerland or where the hell we were at and uh, went on home. So uh, it is not, by the way, a at will as in D and D five E or four E <laughs> at will power. He cannot do it at will. He has one point. He can do it once per session if necessary. So yes. There's that. Fair enough. Just want to make sure you guys aren't thinking he can just like randomly just be like, hey, show up. And she's like, poof, shows up. It's like a whole deal. So it's, it's an ordeal. It's a ritual. We should do it at the beginning of every single session. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want me as a highly sexualized Swiss demon and all of your adventures, sure. <laughs> Go Done. ahead. Jack, summon, summon Delphine. <laughs> Yeah, Fear Itself featuring Delphine as Delphine. <laughs> All right, so uh, I, I, I assume we're going to cut from uh, Switzerland to... Yes, you travel back to the headquarters of the Nighthawks, the organization you work for, and you go to the diner to debrief with Edward. There is coffee waiting for you as you walk in. There's three piping hot coffees. Edward is sitting there looking very relaxed. He stands as you enter. And gentlemen, please sit down at your leisure. Edward, we've really, I think, gone over and above these last few times here. What have you got for us? Uh, Some questions. That's the first thing. Uh, But yeah, you... uh, 
seems like you guys solved the problem. Uh, at least that's what I hope. Uh, but my sources tell me there's no um, explosion to cover up, huh? Sent you some C4, right? Yeah? Yeah. Um, so we... Please, uh, have a seat. Okay. Don't so, you just love this coffee? Guys, do you enjoy a good cup of coffee? I do. This, this bird's coffee that you brought in here is fantastic. Everybody. I have to say, it's sort. It's almost like it's magic. And I have to say, Bird's Coffee Company, they've really hit the spot. Especially with this legendary brew. I thought they might be facetious with that name, but it truly is legendary. Anyway, let's get into the let's get into the business. Uh, so you sent me a note. I said use the C four, blow up that ritual room, correct? And uh, seems we don't have a team. Uh, team says the room's intact. Not much they can do with it at this point. I, I suppose we could blow it up, but it's warded quite uh, strongly, according to our experts. Yeah, well, I mean, so... We well, got, Edward, we've made a diabolical contract instead. And yeah. it actually worked out a lot better. All right, explain it. Go ahead. Jack, you've got the floor. Well, those demons that we had said, hey, listen, this is their only uh, portal into mm-hmm. this reality. Okay, uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, well, we engage their help and they ritualistically sealed off the portal so that they can use it but these other entities cannot and so now we now have their help if we need it in the future and we avoided an international incident with this hotel so so what you're saying is you have the demons uh, help you did them a favor. They owe you something. Correct. Hmm. Interesting. I'm listening. Did you happen to get uh, one of the demons' names by yep. any chance? And we can call her up and party whenever we want. So fascinating. Well, I suppose that could be seen as quite an asset. We've. Of course, done our research into demons, demonology. We have several demonologists on staff, but getting the name of a demon and a personal favor, mm, that could be certainly helpful in the future. Jack, I commend you on your out-of-the-box thinking. Impressive. Well, thank you, sir. It was not just myself. It was the whole team. Well, I have to say, as far as uh, the analysts are concerned, the mm, the threat from Carcosa is nullified, so kudos. Great job, guys. You've done a bang-up job. I was concerned when the uh, ritual room was not destroyed, but it seems perhaps maybe we've made uh, some allies for the future, powerful ones, um, against the outer forces, obviously. Uh, those from the outer dark are less predictable. As you can imagine, from the uh, the gods and folklore and mythology that we're all familiar with. Uh, excellent. So, uh, if willing, uh, you don't need to share it uh, outside of uh, your group, obviously. But uh, I would uh, like you to share the name of the demon with our experts uh, and the way in to contact her, as we may need to uh, utilize her as an asset in the future. 
Well, I may have to balk at that. I got to think about that. That may uh, put the cut. Oh, come now. We're all friends, aren't we? I've yeah, done my no, part to help you. That's not how this uh, seems to work. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. I don't know. What is this? This I, There seems to be some sort of animosity. Let's get it out on the table. What's going on here, gentlemen? No, I mean, you. I thought I've done no, no my part. However, however, it seemed to be some sort of a, a, a sacred contract. So, uh, Well, I can't, but as, obviously, you have to understand, as a representative of the... As an unofficial representative of the... Mm, powers that be. I can't just let you summon a demon at any time without us having any knowledge or control. Uh, I think uh, we need to be able to at least investigate uh, what power she could have, what the risk uh, and liabilities are associated with her being summoned with your relationship. Uh, I'm not saying certainly we wouldn't do anything. Uh, untoward, we wouldn't use this information uh, to summon her, but in order to do research, we have to have that name. I, I'm going I'm to have to side with Jack on this one. Uh, she didn't tell us either. Uh, Jack's the only one that knows. And Fantastic! That's less liability for you, gentlemen. So if it's just me and Jack, then uh, I can run the information through the Appropriate channels, obviously, uh, need to know basis. Very few people, if uh, more than one, would know. Uh, but the, really, what we need to know is who this, uh, who this demon, uh, who this entity is. What are her capabilities? Uh, unless uh, you have a way to guarantee yours and our safety, I have to say we will need to examine this. We're going to have to get really delve deep into the information in order to uh, make sure that the entirety of our operation is uh, safe. This is not just about clearly, I'm not going to punish you for just sealing the uh, I could punish you. Can I, can, I, uh, can I make a report and can I send it to you? You may, yes. Go ahead. There you go. So I'll make a report and I'll send you all the info. Are you going to include her name and the ritual to summon her? Certainly. Fantastic. I see we have at least one member of the group who is committed to the cause. Uh, I see. I don't know why you would be hold, withholding information from me. I've been uh, forthright with you as much as possible on any of your missions. And as you know, I am here for your best interests. I am not working against you. I'm working with you as agents. Just because I don't have the information doesn't mean I'm hiding things from you. Sometimes... Uh, obviously, you were on the front lines. And uh, Jack, you get it. You understand this is of the utmost importance. We are the front line against everything outside of what humanity believes. If people knew half of what you know, there, there would be chaos in the streets, gentlemen. You but are the front line. I'm disagreeing, though. I mean... You. I'll put the full details. So I'll put the full details in the full report, but I'll give you the name. The name. The name is Cassandra, and I'll include. I'll, I'll include the rest. But just I don't know if you want to run that. You know, just today or whatever. But you know, Aaron just kind of drops his head a little bit. 
he's like, and he, he turns and he like leans forward a little bit on the table and he, and he looks at Edward and he says, look, I gave her my word that no harm would come to her. I didn't. Why would you think we would harm her? I'm, I'm not saying that you would. She would before, be a great asset to your what? team. Of course. I, you didn't, I, yes. Did I have concerns? Uh, would did I care if they could, uh, if I had another way to save them? You know, would I? Who care? But to me, they were an unknown set of what you say are demons, supernatural entities. I wasn't. My concern was not with them. It was with humanity and with our uh, ability to stave off panic and what might be a cataclysmic worldwide event. You found a way around it and gained her favor, obviously. And for that, I'm willing to say, you know, kudos, uh, congratulations. I'm glad you found a, an out-of-the-box approach. But at the same time, we can't have teams uh, out there uh, just contacting demons, summoning supernatural creatures with uh, serious uh, powers uh, and abilities uh, without knowledge of who that entity is or what their capabilities are and how you are using them. Surely yeah, I, you have to understand. I mean, I can appreciate that, but they, I mean, they had us dead to rights the entire time that we were there. I mean, if they had planned on doing any harm, they could have done so quite easily. And, and yet in the end, they agreed to help us. All right. Well, what is, uh, what, difference does that make i haven't said we would do anything other than research what the abilities were if we have the name of the demon we can do research we can find out what are her capabilities what is her heritage what is her her power level compared to others in the canon uh if i wanted to kill you after seeing the sisterite i could have so where is your loyalty there You've discovered something that uh, no human should have been able to see or, or once they experienced would have probably gone insane. Instead, I've been helping you. So what makes you think I'm your enemy? Why do you think I would harm them? I have no okay, okay, reason you know, to harm them. You know what? This is getting a little heavy, guys. Okay, I'm going to buy Edward a drink, and I'm going to make the full report within the next, I don't know, what, three days? Is that cool? Absolutely. Are you Cassandra? I will say is not a demon's name. I'm very well informed on demonology. There are no Cassandras. Uh, no, that's demon. Her, that's her, that was that was that's her. You know. But you're being on. Uh, seems like uh, this debrief is uh, going awry. I just uh, want the information. I'm here to support you, gentlemen. I have obviously. I've given you granted access to resources you have done a bang up job on this you are poised to be stars of this organization not that you care about prestige or fame but you stopped something unstoppable there's something in the three of you you get things done but i'm just I'm just saying we have to know on our end what's happening, what you are capable of, what your means are. We, I, whatever guarantees you want, I will, I'll grant them. If you want, 
I, if you don't want us to know the summoning ritual, we won't know the summoning ritual. If you would just grant us the name to research, I'll, I'll give you that. We won't summon her. We will not do anything to contact or harm your asset. I respect that. I respect field assets. I realize that you have a relationship with this person and someone who could be of a great benefit to you and of course to us in that case but i don't i wouldn't want to interfere if that's going to be a problem simply let us know if you let us know her true name at least then we would know what we are dealing with we won't have to uh, we won't be in i will not ask you for the summoning ritual i will not ask you for that particular magics and uh outside of having the name uh, obviously i will be fully transparent there are ways to force summonings uh if you have a true name but i would give you my word as a gentleman and a man of honor and as a man who's been completely straightforward and upfront with you that i will not allow her to be summoned outside of the three of you uh jack in particular agreeing to her being summoned by our organization randy uh do, do you think edward's been straight up with you the whole time i think you know my answer to that Randy, what's happened? What is this? What do you mean? What, Randy, please, let's come on. Let's come out with it. Well, we're part, this is a shadow organization. And, and as we all yeah. know, in movies and TV shows and in real life, not everything is out on the table. And I feel like with you, I don't feel like everything is out on the table. I feel like you've helped us to some extent, but I still feel like you are... You are holding some like, things back. What, what would you like on the table, my friend? I've, obviously, agents can't... Uh, there are tiers to confidentiality and uh, to confidential information. I, I believe you understand that, right? There's top secret. There's beyond top secret. Uh, in our organization, there's levels as well. Obviously, there are things I know that not every uh, field agent needs to know. But what have I withheld from you? What What is it that uh, you believe I have that I have not shared? I'm happy... Uh, if possible, to uh, dissuade. I think you know. I think you know, Edward. I think you know. No, please. So then, uh, Randy just walks out and just goes to the bathroom. He just like doesn't even bother like explaining anything. He just walks away. So your friend doesn't like me. What? I don't know what I've done. I, you know, he's been like that for a while, and I, <laughs> I don't. I mean. Don't take it personal, I guess. I mean, you are, I'm going to say, you, you do come off as a little rough sometimes. Uh, when you've seen the things I've seen, it's, I try to put on a happy demeanor. Try to stay positive. Keep the morale up. Well, I, Look. I, I, I can't think of anything, I'm being honest here, I, I, I can't think of anything specifically that you would have done to make Randy feel this way, but I... He, he obviously does. I don't know why he does not. I don't know what he thinks I'm holding from you. But look, as an act of good faith, Jack, I hope you appreciate. Aaron, I hope you appreciate this as well. Uh, this is not within your need to know. But I will say, I'll let you know. Of course, you, uh, I believe, well, obviously your electronic communications are monitored. And uh, we were made aware that uh, you had uh, learned that there was a town uh, that went into hysteria. 
based on the King and Yellow's influence decades ago, almost a century. That town is where you currently sit. This is the town that went mad by the King in Yellow and was ultimately consumed by Carcosa. But we have carved it out. That's why it doesn't exist on any map. That's why the outer entities cannot see it. That's Ruby. why you cannot be detected here. This is the safest place in the universe, in all of the dimensions available to our scientists. So you're, this is so you're saying car- we're in Carcosa right now? No, that's the brilliance. It was Carcosa, but we have severed that connection. The town went mad. And of course, can't simply allow that panic to flourish. Agents prior to me, uh, commanders prior to me, uh, officers prior to me made the decision to lock the town down. But there was a point at which we realized we could sever that connection. We could carve out this pocket of the universe for ourselves, for our own good. And unfortunately, yes, the townspeople did not survive. It was Im- even those, I mean, they are long dead, those we could subdue from old age. We tried to take care of them. They were homicidal, homicidal maniacs, uh, bent, hell-bent on chaos and destruction. We had to subdue them, uh, sedate them, and uh, we took care of them and, until they passed. Uh, but this, again... As I'm saying, I just hope you know, we had access to this. We've utilized it for our own benefit, right? We have utilized this to fight back against the darkness. This something, the most dark of moments in human history, being corrupted by the outer dark itself. We used it, and we are fighting back. That's what I'm saying. We, I promise, we will not corrupt your asset, and we will do nothing. I, pr- I give you my word. I will do nothing to break our trust. Whatever it is, uh, demands you place on me, I will do my best. I will follow through and make sure we do not break those demands. But I do need to know what we're dealing with, what you have access to, who is helping you. Well, so Rand, Randy walks back. Hold on, Randy walks back and he sits at the some of the stools by, and he orders a club sandwich and some legendary brew, and he's just sitting eating while you guys are be, getting the getting the load out. Well, That's it. Aaron, Aaron, I think maybe you and I should go just uh, you know go out and get a smoke for a minute, and maybe let the uh, smoke. Well, whatever you know, we're just, we're just gonna go out. Yeah. And maybe we let Randy and our friend here, you know, maybe just shoot the shit for a little bit, you know? I don't, I mean, I don't think Randy, I mean, if you think so, we could. Let's just do it. Shot. Let's just go. Let's just do it. All right. So, so Aaron stands and he extends his hand to Edward. He shakes your hand heartily. Thank All you right. for your service, sir. He says, um, I, I will expect that you'll abide by your word. I will indeed. And, of course, uh, as you know, we have many assets to our uh, advantage, uh, particularly in this uh, location. And so I understand the trauma associated with dealing with many of these entities and the situations you may encounter. So uh, obviously, 
all of our facilities are at your full disposal. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron and I, we're just going to go out and go smoke for a few minutes. So we'll, we'll be back in, you know, five, ten minutes. Absolutely. So, anyway, smoking kills, but enjoy. I don't smoke. We just, so we just go. We just go outside. Right, so, uh, so just as a, leaving, as a note of... Leaving, leaving Randy and Edward to their devices. So just as a matter of add-a-character thing, uh, Aaron's thought was to, uh, because he's still wearing the artifact, was mm. to, to sort of like seal that then as a... As a whether or not that happens, that's like in his mind, because he knew that happened with Delphine. Sure. So like he's, uh, he's kind of like riding that wave. He's like... I, you know, expect that you're going to hold. And he's like, you feel you. I will say you feel a warmth from your necklace as you shake the hand. Okay. And you hear a whispered voice of, uh, in, in the language from your, uh, that you are, uh, speaking in your dream quest. This just sort of unintelligible, but you recognize the sort of words whispering in Huron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's he's happy with that. I mean, he understands where he's coming from, but because of like the esoteric nature of you know like whatever that was, he was hesitant to like. Oh, they're just gonna like pull her out of thin air, and then she's gonna be pissed off and like come and find us. Sure, sure. Okay, all right, I'm out. Yeah. Edward takes his cup of coffee. He slides out of his booth. He sits down beside Randy, puts his cup down. He waves over. Make that the best sandwich you can make. Randy, uh, I think we need to talk. What's up? What's wrong? (laughs) So basically, Randy, Randy does one of these things where it's like just more dramatic than it needs to be. And he like looks to the side a little bit and then looks right back at him and is like, you better tell us that you have our best interests in mind. And I'm going to use my two points and bullshit detector to make sure that he is. He looks at you sternly and seriously. I can't promise you that Randy. And do you want to know why? I guess I don't really have a choice. I have humanity's best interest at mind. And I don't want to sacrifice any agent. I don't want to sacrifice anyone who's put their lives on the line for the cause. But that day may happen. I have your best interest in mind as much as I possibly can. But if a sacrifice needs to be made, I will be 100% honest with you i will make that sacrifice if it must be me i will sacrifice myself if it must be an agent of the field i will sacrifice that agent for the sake of humanity i'm here for the betterment of all i'm here i don't know if you completely have thought but we are the only thing pressing against the darkness And you have proven yourself far more adept at pushing back that darkness, being a point of light than almost any agent. The group of you together are better than almost any agents I've ever seen. I would never do anything to endanger you. 
I promise I will. Of course, we must vet people. Uh, you are a cautious man. I must vet people as well. But you have done your duty. I will do what I can to help you. But at the end of the day, if I have to send you on a suicide mission, I may well do that. If it saves the seven billion people sitting on this planet from a horror unknown even to their own consciousness. So, yes, <clears throat> there are times that perhaps I will put you in danger. There are times that you may be dealing with things even that I myself have no concept of. But I promise you, I am forthcoming with my information. I will not hide anything from you going forward. If you have questions of anything in the past, I will be as forthcoming as we have information available. You are no longer, I will no longer consider you simply need to know. I will tell you everything I can. Moving forward, I hope that we can trust each other, that we have both of our best interests and hearts, but more importantly, we have the interest in humanity in our hearts. That is what, this is why we are here, Randy, for humanity. Will you join me? Will you work together with me to stave off that darkness? This darkness presses harder with each day. And if you think I am not being forthright, you can tell me. And I promise you, I will do everything I can to provide whatever information you must, anything you, you need. But I need your complete confidence. I need to know that you have complete confidence in me, that myself and the Nighthawks are here for the best interest of humanity, and that you are a critical piece of our defense. I would hate to lose you, Randy Anders. You have something that many don't. You have a, a moral compass and a concept of what is right, and I think that is what I will admit, there are agents who have gone to the darkness, who have used and abused their powers beyond our missions, beyond what is necessary. But those like you, those beacons of hope, are what drive our agency forward. I see great things for you, Mr. Anders. I believe one day you can make the biggest difference in these types of organizations. It's not just about what must be done, but what should be done. I agree. But at the same point in time, I'm willing to lay my life on the line just as much as I am willing to lay yours on the line. And I will tell you that. So I, I reach out a hand to shake his. He shakes your hand very uh, honorably. Mr. <laughs> Anders, it's a pleasure working with you. I will do everything I can in the future months, obviously, for you to recover. I thank you for your sacrifices that you've made. Okay, so uh, Jack and Aaron, you know, come back in from their, their smoke. So as they come in, Aaron keeps I don't know why you told them we were smoke. I don't smoke. But whatever, dude. Who cares? Whatever. Edward stands up. He, like... You know, like, straightens his suit, straightens his tie. Gentlemen, thank you again 
for your service and your commitment to the organization. As you know, you may rest in the hotel. We have facilities available uh, for your mental health, as that is of utmost importance to our agents. Aside from that, anything you may need, please refer to Natalie for any needs you may have regarding your well-being. She will make sure everything within our powers are done to relieve you of the burdens that our missions may uh, require of you. So, gentlemen, I bid you a fond farewell. Please enjoy your meal. Rest up. I'll contact you when you're ready. Okay, boss. We'll see you later. So after he leaves the door, he looks very solemn. He looks very solemn and kind of like walks out, like you know, humbly. So after he walks out, he, Aaron comes up behind Rand and he says, "Well, he didn't have a black eye, so I I guess it went all right." Come on, I, Randy. I still don't trust him. I mean, he does work for. I mean, he works for a secret shadow government organization that fights monsters. I mean, like that's that's what we're doing now. Like, oh, I get it, and that's what I, that's why I'm playing the part. The only right. two, the only two people I trust are you two, and that no, agreed, it. agreed. Aaron gives him a hug. He's like standing behind him and just grabs him and gives him a hug. <laughs> Uh, usually, usually Randy is all about hugs, but for some reason he stiffens up a little bit. He takes it, but he takes it kind of a little brazzingly. Hmm. Like Aaron, like feels that and kind of like lets you go, and it's like, all right, kind of like pats you on the back and jumps in the stool next to you. He says, uh, "I guess we should get something to eat then." And then, uh, so, so Randy, what? What do you think this guy's motivations are? What what is it that you don't trust? What do you think his 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 real motivations are? I, I it's so hard to tell right now. He's he's just too straight laced for a organization that does things that are outside of the norm. You know, like just the last the last thing that we just did. I, I'm sorry, but it's not going to be able to get. I'm not going to be able to get that out of my head for the rest of my life. Well, yeah, but, but but I mean, and listen, I'm just playing. Listen, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm not saying that I love the guy, but I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to just you know get things on on the level here. Yeah, we just you know we're we're fighting obviously some force that wants to destroy the planet, and these guys clearly have their shit together. To the point where they've recruited us and you know are sending us to places to fight these things. So, what has Edward really done at this point that we shouldn't trust him? Well, let's just say this, and maybe maybe it's me being selfish, but when I hear him say, and you guys weren't here for that, if he has to sacrifice someone, regardless if it's him or if it's us, he'll do it. And even I understand. Sometimes when you deal with things like this, sometimes sacrifices have to be made, but it's not, and I'm not saying it's easy for him, but it's not easy for me to say, Oh, I'm on board for that. Because when it comes to, when it comes to, you know, the sacrifice of you two, I will not let that happen. I'm, 
I mean, I guess when we kind of got tangled up in this, we never like thought it all the way through. Right. But like that, that shit that we just went through, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was fucked up. And and I, and I agree. That's not something that, that we're going to be able to like unsee. Uh, but it, I mean, we literally like saved the, the fucking world, man. Like, I, I mean, like we're, we're like in deep now, like this, like there's no going back from this now. Like, like it's not, Oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I don't, I don't know that that's going to be an option for us now. Yeah. We, we did pretty much probably save the whole goddamn world. And, and, and I'm not saying that like he would kill us if we left. I, I maybe, I mean, maybe I'm naive, but I like, fuck man. Like, like this is it. Like we've, I mean, <laughs> fucking Wendigo, man. Like, 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 like we've done this for, for ever. For like, 30 episodes, Randy, we've, for 30 episodes, we've done this now. <laughs> I you do so on, on a meta level. You if Car if the Yellow King was summoned and Carcosa melded in that portal point, it would have been literally like a play would have gone on at the hotel, and that would have corrupted people, and then it would go 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 go, and then of course it may have been stopped. But yes, the King in Yellow it could absorb all of Earth in a you know uh, what was that. Uh, in the mouth of madness style, right? Everyone that saw the movie in the mouth of madness in that movie, like started going psychotic and they would turn into these otherworldly creatures. That's what would have happened. You literally saved the world with that sacrifice. Now you could have blown up the room and, and not sacrificed a person to do it, but you maintained an asset that honestly, I'm sure will be a, Deus Ex Machina for you at some point where you summon <laughs> Delphine to Along stop some horrible thing from fucking killing you that can't possibly be stopped, but a demon could stop it, so there's that. You got a great asset, but at the same time, you did, you literally did save the world from a cult and, trying to basically meld the world with this thing. Delphine so. had a great ass, too. So. Oh, she was the best lay you've ever had. She was wild. She just, she's like uninhibited because she's a demon. She doesn't care. She's like, I don't have shame. I'm ready to just, I'm down and dirty. I'm all about pleasure. Okay, so Maybe back to the story. So Randy looks at Aaron and Jack and says, so I, you know, he looks at both of them and says, you know, I know that there's no going back. You know, when we first dove into this, all these years ago and, you know, lost one of our fellow ghost facers that, you know, we kind of knew, uh, we kind of <laughs> didn't know what we're, what we're kind of going into. And it just kind of spiraled, spiraled from there. But I, um, it's weird. I, you know, I've come a long way since being the old pencil pusher computer guy, you know, and I, I don't, I don't feel like I could ever go back if that makes any sense. Well, it makes sense. Dude, we're all see that kind of shit. I mean, most people, you know, you, 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 anybody who sees this, this kind of stuff, you know, that that just puts you in a different level than most other people, and you, you know it's real now. 
It's not story time. It's real. Yeah. And, you know, as, as much as Edward is kind of weird and maybe a little socially awkward, he's right. I mean, like, we, he could have just killed us at any point if, if he was using us, you know. I mean, to be fair, it's a little hard to judge someone for being willing to sacrifice agents in the field for the greater good when you literally sacrificed a dude <laughs> to get well, I mean, to make sure demons right. can still do their thing. It's a little hypocritical. So, you know, you don't, don't you weren't you there, know. man. Yeah, you weren't right. there, man. I was there. I was <laughs> the person being banished. You weren't there. Just kidding. Anyway, so yeah, I'm like, you know, it's so like, yeah, like you sacrificed a guy. Yeah, he was evil, but he was a guy. He was a person, and you sacrificed him in order to save the oh, potato, good, good times of demons. So like, you know, is it worth doing? You don't know because because honestly, let's let's be hundred percent. Having a demon's help is probably invaluable. So, Jack, in, so Jack right? Like having a demon able to help you might be like at some point might be the difference between life and death, between the world ending and not. So, yeah, that's a great asset. Between and you had to sacrifice something for chasing it, right? and like her solving it in five minutes. <laughs> Yeah, like the Clutie, oh, I can kill that thing. Like, I could kill it. Like, she could just reach into its heart and pull it out and be like, I've destroyed the soul of that thing, right? That's theoretically possible. So, like, that's the thing, right? Like, it's like, hey, you have an asset now that's, like, so... And you traded that, right, for part of doing something awful. So, is that any different? Jack reaches into his back pocket and opens up his pocket edition of Friedrich Nietzsche's uh, The Will to Power and starts making readings uh, to Randy. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Anywho, I'm not going to more, I'm not going to, like, everyone's character can do what they do, but I'm just saying, yeah. yeah. So, So, so so where do we go from now? Well, I, I, I mean, I want to get home. I, I, I want to see my mom. Um, fuck, we got a lot of stuff to think about, but we got to talk to Natalie. I, I, I've got to set up some therapy. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I, I, I love you guys, but I, I, I got to talk this out with somebody. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Who's Natalie? Uh, Edward said it's the hotel. Uh, uh, hostess that essentially is your contact go to yeah. for anything you would need in the oh, town. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, I, I think we definitely need to take some fucking time off. Uh, that, that that's just, I mean, not, not only like monsters and shit, but like demons, Randy, like I don't go to church anymore, <laughs> but like fucking demons are real, which means all the other stuff is real. And like outer gods and Carcosa, like, Fuck! I mean, it doesn't mean it's real. It doesn't mean it's real, Aaron. It just means it may have been interpreted in some way. You know? No. <laughs> <demon>. <laughs> I'm 
<laughs> wow, Jack really has a good handle on it. It doesn't mean it's entirely real. It just means no, there's it, some it, version it, of it. Just, just because it's a, it's a demon doesn't mean that there's, you know, Jesus and all this stuff, like this, you know, two poles. That is true, yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know. But, but, but look, when, when, when Randy and I went back in time or, or whatever fucking vision thing that we had, like... I, I, was in, I was in Egypt for that shit. I miss all that shit. I no, know. I know, but... but And it might have felt like that because you were probably sleeping too, but, like, like it was Lord here. It was, like, the God of the Hurons. Like, you, like... You you like you didn't feel it. You you didn't see it. Randy was there. I, that's real. I mean, I came back with the like he pulls the the fucking chain out for the the artifacts. Like I came back with this man. Like this was I didn't have this cross when we left. Okay, so so that should tell you that should tell you that all the stuff you learned in in church <laughs> is not necessarily like reality. You know. But if the Huron God is real, then that probably means that all the other gods are real or, or, or manifest know. in different ways to different people. Like there's something. Clearly there's something. I think I think there's something, certainly. But I don't know if that means that what you went to, you know, CCD and they told you it was necessarily 100% drill. They, they, they weren't telling you about Huron gods and, you know... No, these, no, I get it. I get it. Demons, these demons didn't seem uh, that bloodthirsty to me. They seemed to just be wanting to have a good time, and they live in some other dimension. Just you know, it's like fuck. Shit. It's been two thousand years, man. Like I look, I, it, it, I, I can't. It's this is too heavy conversation. I, I like, <laughs> like, maybe you need to talk to a professional about this instead of Jack. Maybe yeah. Like he maybe. waves his hand over to get the soda jerk over, and he says. Give a couple of shots of Jameson. <laughs> All right, buddy. Whatever you want. Anything else? Anyone? Edward promised me. Oh yeah, you. Uh, so the waitress does bring out a sandwich. It's a turkey club. Darlene comes out and says, "Listen, I love it." Dar- Darlene but, goes, um, "This is all." Edward said, "Bring you the best. This is the best you're ever gonna get." And she lays down, yeah, she lays down those plates. It looks like, you know, if, you know, a three-star Michelin restaurant brought you a club sandwich, though. That's how good it is. Nice. So Aaron, and then probably I will take a shot. And then he pours the second shot into the coffee cup and then starts eating the sandwich. Nice. It's the greatest sandwich any of you have ever had. It's the greatest. It's the best sandwich. So I, I I don't know. I, I mean, do we wait for our next orders? What do we do here now? You're on your own time right now. Like you don't have any orders. Uh, his essentially the assumption was you would do what you need to do to recover from the, you know the the what so, you had to deal with the last uh, mission. So what, so what Jack wants to do, and I don't know if he can get this from these people. Jack likes thieves and bud. Okay. okay so Jack Jack wants to see like season like you know three through eight of thieves and bud. Okay. So, you know he's he's happy to go back and take a few hours just watch some of that. 
And, uh, you know, he doesn't, Jack, you know, Jack doesn't really have much of a family. Uh, so he's not going to be calling anybody. Uh, he just, he just needs to laugh a bit. He needs to get back to reality with his, his, his uh, Beavis and Butthead. And he's pretty good. So, so here's the weird thing. Whatever you thought was the last season, season eight, whatever, there's more seasons on your on demand. There are seasons that never existed from an alternate dimension where it didn't get canceled or stopped being written for whatever the issue was. And there are new episodes you've never seen that are the funniest you've ever seen. So what, Mike Judge is on the payroll now? <laughs> uh, Mike Judge from Dimension yeah, 17 right. is, right. yeah. So Randy goes to Natalie and says, okay, so I need all 15 books of the Dresden Files, and I need to watch the original Star Wars trilogy at Skywalker Ranch, and I want seated next to me Mark Hamill so you can describe to me in great detail how fun it was to make these movies and how not fun it was. Randy, Randy, that that seems very, uh, I don't know, childish. Yep, and you're that's how. Beavis and Butthead. No, 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 I no, but I'm not requiring them to like send me to some place and get freaking, you know, Mark Hamill to fly in. Come well, on, I'm sorry that you don't have any imagination, but like that's what I want. But that's they very- have all of these things that they can they can send us C four in the mail in like two seconds. So know, I'm sure they could probably. They get, you know, so wait, what is the request? You want wait? What's the request again? Sorry, go okay, ahead. So what's I the request? All 15, I want all fifteen books of the Dresden Files, and then I also okay. want to be flown to Skywalker Ranch to watch the original trilogy with Mark Hamilton next to me and my mom, of course. You get. The Dresden file books for sure, but the you like Mark Hamill is not willing to go to Skywalker Ranch and watch his movies with with anyone because he think he hate thinks it's stupid now and he thinks Star Wars is stupid because the new movies ruined it and he disagrees with everything Luke Skywalker did in the new movies. So they said, uh, Edward says, I really tried, but Mark Hamill said he hates Star Wars now. Yeah. So, so, so then, uh, Randy doesn't even go because he's like, Thank you, Edward, for ruining my life. And then he hangs up the phone, whatever he's talking about. Okay. So he just reads, reads Dresden's books and lives the unfulfilling life. Okay. Next. Well, so do we want to like montage? Yeah. The next what do you? Yeah. What of- is your? What are you doing? Like in the inter? Like yeah. Like not an event, right? Like like what's a like? What are you doing in the next three months to get your sanity back after like murdering a person so in a Jack, blood ritual? Jack. Uh, Jack wants to get back in the ring. Okay. okay. Because. You know, originally Jack quit being a professional wrestler because he killed his best friend. Not intentionally, but of course, because his best friend threw the match and his best friend essentially committed suicide by Jack. Okay. Yep. And, uh, you know, now since Jack has been immersing himself in all this violence, but for a good cause, 
his moral compass is, is changing. And he's telling himself, you know what? I need to, I need to embrace this, uh, this violence within me. But I want to do it in a sporting way so that I can convince myself that I'm not a bloodthirsty murderer, but I'm doing things for the right reasons. So Jack wants to get back in the ring. So Jack um, starts training again over these three months. Uh, you know, whatever he would have been doing, boxing and traditional Greco-Roman wrestling and whatever. But, he, you know, he's, he's kind of getting back into his, his roots. Okay. Makes sense. Is he like on the like the lower tier circuit? Like I don't watch WWF or whatever the hell it is now, but I know there's like multiple like circuits. So is like he in the lower circuit trying to like like work his way back up a little bit, or is he just like in kind of like well, messing no, he, around? He's not, and, it, he's not doing it in the public spotlight. He's just hmm. doing it like personal, like in a gym. You know what I mean? Like training kind of stuff. You know, he that might be an interesting story arc later if Jack gets back more, you know, in the public and famous and whatever. But he's not ready to do that now just because of what's going on with, you know, all the stuff we're doing. He doesn't think it'd be very kosher to go back into the public spotlight right now. So. And, and maybe not ever, right? So, like, maybe that becomes a conflict of interest later. I think that would be interesting, yeah. To that because then it potentially, you know, it's like an undercover agent being out yeah. And being recognized in public. Like, oh, fuck, you're that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you doing is So, is that like his whole couple of months that that's his main, main thing? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, whatever, whatever gym they have, you know, in this, whatever fucking town it is, he's just, he's doing all this stuff. He's working out, he's wrestling, and, you know. All right. Cool. Um, Aaron does the deep dive, like, because. Mm-hmm. You know, like before, it's like wow, all monsters are real. It's like oh fuck no, like everything is potentially real, like demons and all the other shit. So like, you know, he starts going to church on Sundays with his mom, and and delving back into it a little bit. Not that he's like, you know, like Jack's rubbing on him a little bit. Like, well, maybe this isn't necessarily real, but like maybe this is, you know, through different cultures or whatever. Like this is the way this spirit or God or whatever, like manifests itself, you know, through different cultures or whatever. So like, he's, you know, diving into that. Um, he follows up with the guy in Washington about some of the Huron stuff. And if there is a, um, uh, you know, a remnants of a tribe or whatever of, uh, cause I don't know if they're in Ohio necessarily, right. They were more up around like great lakes area I think uh, a little bit in Ohio. Are they? But- okay. Yeah, they're technically in Ohio. Yes. Okay. So, so he would he would approach, you know, someone respectfully, um, to to talk to like you know, an elder, and and talk about his his family history, and and maybe kind of share the, you know, the vision that that they had that he and Randy had had, like he he like he's just he's trying to consume everything now and like try to figure out. Like how, how, like how he relates to this, how this relates to the world, um, you know, because he'd never really given too much thought to any of it really before. Okay. Um, so like that, like the, like that takes up the most of his time. Like he's spending a lot of time with his mom because he'd been away for a while, and you know she's elderly, so like he's doing stuff around the house. He's making sure he's there. Like they go to church, and then he goes for dinner. You know, he calls his brothers. Hey, you know, you should really come over. Mom's getting old. Blah blah whatever. And then, um, you know, the the rest of the time he's 
not the rest of the time, but um, you know, he'll definitely be be driving into the pocket dimension to like do his, you know, therapy, you know, once or twice a week or whatever. Okay. You know, kind of like work that stuff out yeah. and then kind of like work out stuff that like, hey, we fucking like legit straight up murdered a guy who was yeah. evil, but like fuck, that was really not good. <laughs> Still not cool. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So so that's Aaron's couple of months. Okay. What's Randy up to? All right. So Randy is going to um knowing the string of events that have kind of been happening, it's kind of a Dose of, re- dose of reality to him and he realizes that he's you know not really been much of a grown-up and so he decides you know what it's just time to kind of get to that point i guess so um most he spends most of his days either training in boxing or krav maga or uh some, like greco-roman wrestling and um like stays away from the movies and maybe reads a book every once in a while, uh, sees his mom like more rarely than usual. And she kind of worries about him, but you know, he kind of every once in a while, he'll walk through the house and give her a smile and then go down to his room and just kind of be by himself and uh, look more inward. And I don't know, just kind of, excuse me, just take more time for himself. And, uh, so you hate Edward because he's what you think you're becoming (laughs) a jaded, whatever it takes to make this world survive. Him learning about Mark Hamill just sent him in a spiral because he, everything he knows is just not cool anymore. So that's how you're recovering. It takes several months. You would recover your sanity, obviously. Jack did lose one permanently from murdering a person. That's pretty hard to come back from entirely. So that is his issue. They have uh, you have your experience points you allocated. He has the magic point. You've each gotten some occult studies knowledge based on your experience. And then I assume once you're fit and ready, you're ready to take a meeting whenever you want to do that or like whatever you you know. And I, I assume that we hang out too. Like in, yes, you know, you're in, all in around, you're all in the same area hanging out. Although I will say, Jack does obviously um, become like more famous, right? Because he came back to wrestling, and they're like, "Oh my god!" You know, no, 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 no. no. he's just wrestling like on the side. Oh, yeah. you're not doing it like professionally, like uh, like in the public. Like not no, like I, trying to get on yeah. like WWF or WWE or whatever it is. I, I, I'm just I'm training privately at whatever gym they have at this. Okay. Time. Okay. So I will say, on top of that, you are training sort of like people who like like younger guys who want to be professional wrestlers. So you're like mentoring the next generation, and they're like getting signed on to these big deals and stuff. So you're not necessarily in the spotlight, but you're helping them become the best wrestlers, you know, on television. And so sure. several of them have gone on and gotten signed. So that's very, uh, to you, that's like, I assume very rewarding because they're like, oh my God, like I'm now like, you know, 
I have my own version of the bandana hammer, not the real, you know, they call it something else or whatever, but like they have their own signature moves and they're doing their own thing. And they're like famous on TBS or whoever. I don't know who shows currently WWE, but there's a new wrestling league. I know that I've seen commercials for that is trying to compete with WWE. I don't remember what their name is, but, um, does Randy wrestle with uh, with Jack then? If, if like that kind of stuff is the thing that you're going to be doing, I mean, I would argue uh, no, but that's only because no. I don't think wrestling is actually like a self defense mechanism. Like, oh, well, if he's doing show stuff, yeah, 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 okay, yep, that makes sense. Right, like, like professional wrestling is not like how you would actually stop a threat to you. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you yeah. don't like you don't throw them against the ropes and then do a a clothesline. <laughs> Well, it's, in my in my head, can I don't know any self defense methodology where they're like suplex the guy. <laughs> well, it, I was thinking in my head, canon when when Brett was talking about it that he was like l- like legit wrestling, like he was saying Greco Roman wrestling and stuff like that. So he was like um, getting back to his roots, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. There's, yeah, listen, there's the, the 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 basis of it certainly is the real deal. Yeah. The stuff on television. So are you, uh, okay. So are you training like, yeah. So are you training like professional, quote, professional wrestlers or like Olympic wrestling where it's like actually no, like. No. Okay. Okay. So, but I will say yes. So obviously you as a wrestler were more, I think the canon would be then that you are more true wrestling like techniques and not just like flagrant craziness right that like most wrestling is like just about like being crazy you had a solid base of wrestling technique and that can either be used for like true sort of like olympic wrestling greco-roman like true sort of like old classic wrestling like athletic wise or for you know professional wrestling like fame and people have done both. You have people who are competing for like Olympic spots. You have people who went the other way and went for professional wrestling, but they are grounded in like solid technique. Yes. And that's like, what makes you, that's what fulfills you. Like in 1980 when Hulk Hogan won the gold medal in the Olympics. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like, you're like, so uh-huh. like, yes. Yeah, so you're trying to bring back and, and that's something fulfilling to you. You know, when, you know, you, uh, did Hulk Hogan win the Golden Olympics? He did no, not. No, he didn't. No. I was like, no, that didn't happen, right? I was like, I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. But like, but yeah, like you have like, but you have like, you, you do real stuff. You do other stuff. Um, but he did win WrestleMania multiple times. <laughs> so, Same and I, I'm pretty sure he won every Hulkamania. <laughs> Actually, I'd, I'll bet you, someone Google it, I'll bet you he lost to Hulkamania in order to generate outrage, I'm guessing. But yeah, so yes, you. but you're like training sort of the next generation. Sure. That's fulfilling. And that I, yes, kind of, I, I, of, I, I'm on board with that, that's fine. Okay. So, once you are all refreshed sanity-wise, you would get a note from Edward for a new mission. And he wants to meet you at the uh, at the diner. Hey, everybody. Before we wrap up this episode, I'd like to take a minute to say thank you for tuning in. 
We hope you're enjoying the podcast from our interviews and actual plays to our rambling roundtable discussions. If you like what you're here and you'd like to support the show, we have great sponsors for you to check out. Birds of a Feather Coffee Company is a small batch craft coffee roaster and is our OG sponsor. They have three signature blends to choose from. The Morning Lark, which is a light roast, the Night Owl Blend, which is a rich dark roast, and the Hummingbird Decaf Blend. They also have the exclusive Legendary Brew, a nice medium roast coffee, perfect fuel for all those late night gaming sessions. If you use the code LEGENDS10, you'll get 10% off your order, and shipping is always free. So head on over to tinyurl.com forward slash Legendary Brew, or click on the link in the show notes. Thanks everybody for checking it out. We'll catch you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.